the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, one of the things about the tragedy that happened on Saturday is that I think for all of us, that it tears you away from your routine and your complacency and forces you, if you are so inclined, to go into different conversations and directions. You look at the world and your neighbors, perhaps in a whole new light. Such is the case with our next guest. Lou Weiss is with us. You may know the name Weiss. It uh, certainly has uh, many tendrils here in the city of Pittsburgh, mostly to do with design and carpeting. Lou Weiss is with us. He wrote a terrific piece in the Wall Street Journal, which we picked up on, and uh, a lot of people have well have commented on this. But we welcome Lou to the show. Lou, thanks for joining us today. How are you? No, thanks for having me. It's uh, a pleasure to be with you guys. Yeah, Lou, we were really happy to see your name uh, in the Wall Street Journal and then to hear you on NBC News. We'll get to that in a little bit. But you wrote in the journal that for a couple of years, you were the head of a congregation that merged with Tree of Life. And for many years, you were one of those late arriving regulars at the Shabbat morning service. Can you talk about that? Yes. Yeah, I mean, basically, I belong to a number of synagogues. It's maybe, tip, I don't know if it's typical of Pittsburgh, but the community here is so kind of uh, ecumenical might be the right word. And I like a lot of rabbis. And so I belong to a number of different synagogues. And so one of the synagogues I belong to, Beth Shalom, one of the rabbis left. I helped him start a new synagogue. We were kind of a vagabond shul, and um, and he didn't have any benefits. So we, we merged with Tree of Life, our small, and he became the rabbi Tree of Life. He's been on the news a lot recently. He's a white beard and a pirate's hat, Chuck Diamond. Oh, yeah. And then he left, he left Tree of Life. And, um, and so it's, I don't give money to them anymore. Of course, I will be now. Um, but so we, I went to the Shabbat service, I mean, with Chuck. And actually, I went with um, Rabbi Myers that's there now. And I knew Rabbi Bar and all the rabbis there. Hmm. And um, and I knew a lot of the people that were in the thing. I didn't know them. We weren't uh, great friends outside of synagogue, but they were always there. They were stalwarts. They always showed up. And it was, you know, uh, and so I was at the funerals yesterday. And uh, my wife was at one today. And I'm going to one on Friday. And. It's it's brutal, but I mean the the outpouring of um, what's the word? You know, just you know, uh, spine and uh, support and rallying around the Jewish community here by the by the uh, Christian community, by Jewish community around the world, by Christians around the world. It has been it's gratifying and it helps. And it and it and it says you're not alone, and it's so unique to the United States of America. I can't tell you. Yeah. You know, uh, in Europe, there's, there's synagogues are attacked, and half the people are, are enthused about it. In the United States, it's universal, and this in in, in Pittsburgh, universal. It, it's uh, condemned, and um, so. But I mean, it's uh, it's a love. It's a conservative show. I would sometimes get up and do a little Bible commentary at the end, as when I was president. And not that I know that much. I don't. You guys know a lot more than me. No, I'm sure that's um, not true. But, Lou, yeah. that, that's interesting because, you know, um, when you talk to Christians, you know, they tend to stay in a congregation for, you know, whatever. 
but but you know I've heard this what you're describing is there's a fluidity here which I think is really interesting and I guess as well you know people talk about six degrees of separation you know you get in small circles and it's you know in Pittsburgh half a degree of separation so you kind of like people sort of move from place to place how, how does that work as far as teaching or you know conservative or all that thing together does it even make a difference it's a really good question it's a really good question and I mean as people go through their lives, I mean, sometimes it'll be a specific rabbi that they like or a specific style of service. I wrote an article for, this, uh, for, the, for the Wall Street Journal about this a, a few years ago called uh, Confessions of a Synagogue Hopper. And I talked about my various synagogues I go to and the various things I like about each of them. And um, they're all wonderful in their own ways. And a lot of it depends on, you know, what my mood is that, Shabbat. I mean, not everyone can afford to do it, and frankly... I don't pay full dues at all of them. I pay full dues at a couple, sure. and then they give me special out-of-town rates at the other ones. <laughs> but, I mean, they're, you know, I, and frankly, I, I'm not much of a prayer. I like to hear what the, the sermons are, yeah. what the rabbis give. And so I usually arrive in time for that. And um, I'm, you know, usually disappointed, but so what? I mean, as long as they make a stab at it, I don't care. Yeah. And uh, yeah, something, even if I disagree, that's okay, too. That's interesting. It's as long as... Uh, we're discussing what you know, what's what's uh, how how the, the Torah portion specifically pertains. That's what I wrote about in my last Wall Street Journal piece, because last week you know Abraham was you know fighting for Saddam, and um, and he was bargaining with God, mm-hmm. and you know it's it, it's a crazy thing. This week coming up is the first real estate transaction in the Bible. I mean Abraham Abraham is buying a burial place for his wife Sarah. They say I'll give it to you. The the, the people in in uh, um, and have her own. We'll give you. We'll give it to you. She says, "No, I insist on paying." I'm probably wrong when I say 400 shekels, something like that. We insist on paying for it, and I think that's the beginning of Jews in the in the real estate business, right there and then. <laughs> <laughs> that's what starts, it starts this week. Man, you guys go way back. That's good. Okay, let's go back to Sodom for a minute. So it's a story that I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't know. Um, so talk to us about that. So Abraham's bargaining <clears throat> with God because God said he's going to yeah. destroy Sodom because of all sorts of crappy stuff they've done. And uh, talk about what, what Abraham's encouraging him to do. Well, he's saying, you know, look, you, how can this is going to look bad for you, God, if you do this? What are the people going to say? I mean, already, don't forget, you know, uh, Garden of Eden, that went wrong. Noah went wrong. This is like the third shot at things here. And so... I mean, the you know, difference is Noah, frankly, didn't argue for the rest of the world when he, when he told Noah, Noah just told us ark. He didn't argue for him. Here, Abraham is arguing for not just for strangers, for evil strangers. And if he can find even 10 good men, he starts with 100, and I think, I forget the numbers, 15, then 10. <clears throat> and if he can find, you know, 10 good men, uh, would God spare the city? And he couldn't. And the, and the great sin, at least, I'm, I'm not sure if it's from the Talmud, but the great sin, aside from the fact that these people were they were basically abusing visitors. Mm-hmm. The people that would be guests and visitors in in, in the town, would, they would be have to fear for their lives, yeah. or that they or that they might be raped, and um, hence the term sodomites. But the um, but Abraham you know, went went forth, and it, it ultimately failed in his negotiations. But I mean, it's a, it's a theme throughout the Bible. I mean, you know, what can I say? We're 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 not going to just take the standing down. God made us as partners in, 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 in making this world, and we're going to have a say in things. And, you know, and it's, I mean, Moses argues with God. And, I mean, it, you know, the rabbi argued with God at the funeral the other day. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I think it's calling, good. He was calling him out. 
Yeah, it's necessary, yeah. right? I mean, you know, look at the Psalms. They're filled of arguments back and yep. forth. So, so, so what about that, Lou? You know, I mean, so uh, after 9-11, uh, the churches were filled. So I would imagine this Saturday, the synagogues in Squirrel Hill should be packed to overflow. They, they, hopefully. I'm assuming that they will be. I mean, the funerals have been. <laughs> Typically, on a, on a typical Shabbat, the more observant the synagogue, the more people that you'll find there. And because um, if I can make it in time to my Orthodox one, I go to that one. If I'm a little later, I go to my conservative one. And I'll probably go to my reform one this Friday night. And within a weekend, I'll maybe be at three different denominations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and as I said in my article, the good news about that is when I stay home on a Saturday and just sleep in, Every rabbi thinks I'm at another synagogue. <laughs> That's a good safety system you've got set up there, Lou. <laughs> That's very good. That's like, so you, you're a wise man. Do you play chess, too? Because that's thinking ahead several moves, really. <laughs> Uh, so, Lou, what about what about Squirrel Hill itself? I mean, uh, I was in Squirrel Hill on Sunday and yesterday, and uh, of course, it's overrun. I mean, it's it's overrun by media, national, international, local. It's it must be hard to navigate through there. And I'm sure wherever you go, people want to stick a microphone in your house. And you know, with with that, I'm glad that you're here with us today. But people want to talk lot, to you. Yeah, yeah. Frankly, a lot of them are my own children. My one, my eldest daughter is a uh, Writer at the New York Times for their editorial page, and my youngest daughter writes for the New York Post. She's, the Post is sending her in this weekend to, you know, survey the scene at the, specifically a Tree of Life and other synagogues as well. And frankly, she was my partner when I would go to the Tree of Life Shabbat morning service. Or, you know, my youngest daughter typically went with me to those services. Um, but they they are everywhere. And, and in fact, you, I watched her turn on TV, and I watch. Yeah, I know that person. I know that person. There's that rabbi. This rabbi, and. Um, the one thing that the common theme I think that you're seeing throughout is that people are saying, we will not be defeated. Mm-hmm. We will not be defeated by this. You know, I mean, Israeli Jews deal with it all the time. Yeah. And they, 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 and they know this routine. It's new. It's new, certainly, to the United States and certainly to us here in Pittsburgh. But the, the feeling I'm getting is that we will not be, uh, that we will not shut down from this. We're going to keep our values. And our community is tighter than ever. This guy thought he was going to you know, undermine the, the morale of, of the Jewish community here. He's wrong. And even the broader community, he was, he was absolutely wrong. And I mean, you know, I'm getting, getting fruit baskets from a uh, crossroad community from Jeff and Beth Harris. I mean, people say, I mean, I'm, I'm getting people reaching out from, from across the community from around the world. Fabulous. And I think the media here is getting it too. I mean, they're trying, sadly, they're trying to make a political story out of it, which uh, happened in a couple of them there, which I think is not, the story here. The story is that this guy was an anti-Semite. He was a hater. Yeah, right. And, Lou, he, was, and he was and he was evil. <clears throat> Lou, we need and, to take a break, um, but if we can ask you to stay with us for just a minute while we go to a commercial, we want to come back and uh, play one of your inclin- one of your uh, incidents, so to speak, on NBC News. You handled yourself so well. We were so proud of you as a Pittsburgher for speaking up as you did, and we want to play that for our listening audience. So we'll be back in just a minute. Lou Weiss, carpet salesman in Pittsburgh. We're talking to our guest, Lou Weiss, who's a carpet salesman right here in Pittsburgh. And uh, he was on NBC News the other night. We've got a clip for you. This is a really hard thing to talk about. And I know it's controversial. But it's not just our political leaders, because we see thousands of people at rallies starting in 2016 and straight through to this weekend who are cheering hateful speech. Who are we as Americans? I, well... It's a good point, but on the other hand, I really can't think of anything 
less helpful than to be politicizing this. Whether it's someone uh, uh, cheering Louis Farrakhan, uh, as Linda Sarsour did at the Women's March uh, on, on, on the left, or someone on the right cheering uh, Donald Trump. Um, I think we need to step back from that and stop trying to politicize every aspect of this. I mean, this man hated Jews. He actually hated Trump, as it happens. Right. And, I mean, Jews stand for certain values, and concern for the downtrodden is one of them. And, you know, in a certain sense, uh, he knew where he was going, and he violated the most uh, the most sanctified space that there is, I mean, where, where Jews go to connect with, with their God and, and to pray. And the concept of trying to blame this party or that party or this statement or that statement, I just think it's a dead end. Some people are trying to, you know, discourage Donald Trump from coming to Pittsburgh. He, he should come. We, we want to talk to people. We, we want people to see what's here. We want people to experience Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, it, it, ideas, ideas don't scare us. And, um, I, you know, to point this way, this finger or that finger, you know, whether we're deplorables or whether it's, you know, uh, enemies of the people and the press, it's 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 just not helpful, and it should be well, toned down, both among people and, frankly, among among the press as well. That's our guest, Lou Weiss. Lou, well, you knocked hooray. That, knocked it out of the park. Man, what a great response, Lou. Well, thank you. I mean, well, I mean, from uh, I, I can't say. I mean, I was watching coverage of this on TV, and basically. You know, the, the, the media specifically and the parties try and weaponize every tragedy or everything that goes wrong. Or, I mean, how does it play from how does it play for me politically rather than, you know, the focus shouldn't be on, on the media. And it shouldn't, frankly, be on Donald Trump. It should be on the 11 people that, that were killed oh, or murdered. Yes. <clears throat> And um, ideas it, you know, don't, you know, it breaks Lou, my heart that people doing it. It there. does. When you said ideas don't scare us, I thought, oh my gosh, if would that we would all look at things that way. Yes. And just step back and let this moment be with us. Embrace this moment. Yeah. Lou, we're so happy you're with us today. Our, our most sincere sympathies from the Christian community to you. Um, that's, that's all we can say. We're so sorry. Well, well thank you for all the support. You know, it, 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 it's, it's felt, it's noticed, and it's appreciated. Thank you so much. Lou Weiss, uh, the Wall Street Journal article that he wrote is fabulous. We've got it on our Facebook page, Mm -hmm. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Please do yourself a favor. Stop by and read that article. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.